In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. This is a post-game edition uh, being taped in the middle of the night because Daryl and I don't want to sleep, and we want to make sure that you have everything you need in this podcast so it's always game night in cleveland for us right now the browns a 32 13 winner over the cincinnati Bengals, and daryl i I, i'm not going to say i didn't expect it but the browns were due to have one of these games and they finally had it tonight where i think for the most part all three sides of the ball executed and did what they needed to do with the exception of a block kick and i mean there were there were little hiccups along the way but i never felt like the browns um let things go after they scored that first touchdown of the night what were your thoughts uh where the hell has that been all season and nice of them to dress up and play like a football team too i look it was a great performance great performance started slow little sluggish in the first half but man they opened a can on the cincinnati bengals and just listening to guys talk after the game This went exactly the way they wanted it to. They not only wanted to win this game, they wanted to lay the wood to the Bengals. Uh, There's a little bit of a rivalry here that's developing uh, with Cincinnati. Miles Garrett said after the game, he can't wait to get to Cincinnati and get them in their house uh, next. So uh, this is is eight of nine. They won eight of nine against the Cincinnati Bengals, the one team in the division they can beat. So they win the Battle of Ohio or can win the Battle of Ohio uh, which is great. Um, and they just, they absolutely had to go in with a, a, a positive taste in their mouth. But yeah, my number one reaction is where the hell has this football team been uh, over the last four weeks? Because that was as close to a complete performance as we've seen from them to date, Andy. Daryl, uh, Nick Chubb, 23 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns, average 4.4. Per run, and fans have been asking, at least I know I've been saying, just run the guy 18 times. And if guess what? If it doesn't work, then I'll shut up for the rest of the season. They ran him 18 times. They won. You go back, look at the last 16 times that he's run more than 18 times. They've won 13 times out of that. That's his 27th time that he's carried the ball for over 100 yards. Now, they have lost nine of those games along the way, but your odds are so much greater when he gets 100 yards and gets close to 20 carries a game. Daryl, why is that so obvious to the fans? Why did it look so obvious tonight? And why haven't they been doing that all season? I don't know, Uh, but you got two touchdowns and a two-point conversion out of the guy. Also, Kareem Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, they they rediscovered he was on the football team. Uh, 11 carries, 42 yards, four, uh, targets, four catches, 30 yards for him. Uh, the 14 touches exceed the amount of touches that he had in the previous two games combined. So nice to see that they rediscovered that Kareem Hunt is still a Cleveland Brown. We'll see Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock. If he is still a Cleveland Brown after that, uh, he said after the game that whatever happens, happens, uh, you know, he kind of wasn't leaning either way, but just, yeah, I mean, it. it Daryl, would you trade him right now? Would you trade him yes or no? I don't want to trade him because I think if you trade him, you're raising a bit of a white flag in my view. Like, had they lost this game, then absolutely, yes, I would have moved them 
because there's there's no need. You're four games below 500. But now you're three and five. You're two and one within the AFC North. And I think the only way that they can make any noise is by winning the division. I don't, they're just so far behind in the AFC tie-breaking race right now. They've lost to too many conference games. Losses to the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Jets. Killer for them. Uh, they've got the Dolphins, Bills, Bucks coming out of the bye week. Things get uh, continue to be diff- will be difficult for them uh, after they get uh, a little bit of a breather here. But selfishly, no. Uh, and I, look, full disclosure, little full disclosure here. After we were done with him, I shook his hand as somebody who was highly critical of the Browns' acquisition of him in the first place in, in signing him. Look, I I tip I I tip my cap. Mad respect to him. Uh, he was on his best behavior as a member of the Cleveland Browns. He represented himself with class and with professionalism and uh, made a difference when he got opportunities on the field. So in fairness, I, I felt it was, you know, kind of appropriate to shake the guy's hand and, and you know, say, hey, uh, you know, a lot of respect uh, for your time here if, in fact, this is it uh, for you. So selfishly i say no um i still feel like they've got an uphill climb here and if you do trade him andy i think you make that climb a little more difficult on yourself so so the only way i think the browns trade him is if they feel like they can get a second rounder right it's now. not i'm that's, telling you right now that's and not. i don't think they are either i agree with you i'm totally with you i think the only way they do that is if they get a second rounder and like after so prior to today's game and i know that you know, we promise not to use that postseason word anymore. But I looked just to see what what the numbers look like on um, playoffstatus.com. Prior to the weekend, the Browns had a seven percent chance of making it past the regular season. It's going into digits, Monday, right? What'd you say? Double digits now, right? No, they went. Yeah, well, they went to five percent before the game tonight. Okay. So after the game and after the win, they jumped to twelve percent. Now here's the frustrating part. So if you go and look at chance, well, here's the hard part because this is what's been bothering me since I started looking at it. all the teams who are four and four right now, and that Jets game is just haunting this team. Right, yep. is anywhere from a thirty-three to fifty-five percent chance of making the postseason. All four and four teams control their own destiny. Right, the Bengals still do. The Browns don't, and that Jets loss it will haunt this team for the rest of the season, unless they can jump over 500. Yep. So I, it's just that that thing bothers me more than anything. And I'm not going to do that tonight because it's a post game show, but that, that that's something I keep looking. I'm like, I know, and I know the field goal against the, the Panthers could have, you know, you, you got down to that and you go, ah, maybe the Browns yeah. got lucky on that. I get that. I understand that. But there was no reason to lose that Jets game. Yeah. I mean, None. look, when, when you look at the game against Cincinnati, you know, all, all the pieces clicked, right? Mm-hmm. Offensively, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper was sensational minus uh, whoever decided he should throw a football. Yeah. Um, For the first time since high school? Yeah. That made and, no and, sense. You know, poor, he even said it was, a, using his word, not mine, he called it himself an abomination. He was trying to throw the ball out of bounds. He's like, I didn't realize it was that hard to throw a ball away. Wow. <laughs> so bad props to those guys. Uh, apparently, uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, mentioned that that, that page uh, uh, in the playbook has officially been torched. Oh, uh, good. And, and not going to be used again. Donovan Peoples-Jones, though, right? He was a big right. contributor. Then you look on defense, man. 
Yeah, it Miles was a good Garrett, night for the defense. Miles Garrett set the tone. He really, really did. Um, and everyone seemed to kind of follow him, you know? Sioni Taki Taki, who we'll, uh, we'll hear from uh, in, in the podcast. Uh, you know, Martin Emerson, too, uh, caught up with him uh, in the locker room for uh, a minute or two. You know, both of those guys made big plays. Um, I, I just – Greg Newsome, I look – they heard what was said about them in the offseason. They absolutely, you know what I'm saying? It just, it goes mm -hmm. back to. But it, why can't they play that way? By the way, Tommy yeah. Togi, I had an appearance in tonight's game. I don't know if you noticed that. I thought he played. Yeah, he, he had did. a couple good plays in there. I was like, wait a minute. Tommy Togi is still on this team. I forgot about that. Well, but, let's but, put it this way. I, I noticed to, uh, Tommy Togi uh, for the first time as a Brown and as an Ohio State Buckeye. There you go. Good enough. Because <laughs> when they drafted him, like. Wait a minute, he played at Ohio State? Because <laughs> I just never remember heard, hearing his name getting called. But, mm. yeah, I mean, just complete uh, complete effort. Well, minus this. I mean, look, it wouldn't be a Browns game without, a you know, a few special team screw-ups. But, uh, you know, uh, let, let's stay positive here. They yeah, let's do took for a the Bengals to the woodshed. And listening why, why, to that, why do they have Joe Burrow's number? Why do I, I, they I don't have know. his number? And, hmm. and for whatever reason, there was a – there was a different level of focus tonight too. I, I, I just, um, there was no yelling and screaming in that locker room afterwards. I mean, it sounded like a Halloween party in there. They, they, the players were the, uh, you know, uh, you know, bumping to the music a little bit. You could hear that. Um, I had heard that David Njoku was the pregame DJ, uh, and really kind of got the energy going, uh, in the locker room, uh, after the game, when we were in there doing some interviews before, uh, as miles was getting dressed, he, he cranked up a little MJ Thriller, which, by the way, was like the halftime show. The, the Browns did an imitation right. Thriller for for halftime, which the Stranger Things stuff I thought was awesome too. The graphics yeah, at the stadium, I thought that I was just, pretty cool. I, I I just yeah, it just it was such a great atmosphere, you know. It was and, a late arriving crowd though, Daryl. I mean, it wasn't, you know, normally like hey, community lot opened at noon, Andy. Well, it just still doesn't. Oh, you're saying they were from there from noon until pretty much. Pretty much. I don't know. It was weird because we normally you like you can get the vibe while you're sitting in the cardiac yeah. club before while we're doing the pregame show, and it just it never felt like there was a crowd coming into the stadium uh, before you know the why? game. Because no. I think it's almost as if like everyone was expecting the the worst, right? They're right. on national TV. They've not played well in a month. They've given games away left and right, and uh, I think that that's why people just were not in. They were enjoying the outside the stadium atmosphere. And this is kind of part of the the, the problem that comes with uh, the Browns being the Browns, right? right. Um, you know, when you don't win at home and you don't play well, and you know, so the the, the the fans are going to the stadium more so for an experience than for the game and for the Browns to win. They're 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 there for other reasons, the atmosphere and stuff like that. But yeah, they had a lot of reason to cheer, and I mean. It just that was a fun football game to watch. It really well. Okay, maybe not for the first twenty minutes, but but the, the defense final... still played pretty well early on. That you know, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll hang my hat up on that. And it was weird, eleven nothing at the end of the first half. That was bizarre. Well, I mean, a touchdown, two point conversion, and a field goal. That's how you get to eleven, Andy. It's just and by the way, uh, I want to congratulate Cade York for getting a long fifty plus yard field goal past the line of scrimmage without getting blocked. I mean, is it's that not on him his, or is that on It's, line? it's yeah. not his fault, but. Uh, Man, it it 
I mean, it didn't start. Let's be honest about it. The game did not start good. Did not have a good vibe to it early, right? First no, quarter. 12 guys on the field. That didn't help any. First, but, you know, they played the freaking game. Yeah, 12, you can't make this up. Um, all right. It's hey, listen, Daryl. It's always game day in Cleveland, and we are going to have more. This is a post game edition, so we're glad to have it for you. Uh, we are going to go inside the locker room. Again, the Browns win 32 to 13. We'll go inside the locker room next right here on It's Always Game Day. Cleveland, if you like what you're listening to, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast.